The Man in Line, brought to you by NetZeroMatrix.com, your one-stop shop for advice on renewable energy solutions and other green initiatives. Fast of my good afternoon, it's 7 minutes past 12 midday. Madden Line's on open line through till 1 today. Call 66 13 68 tail uh, text one double six one double seven. Email studio at magtradio.com. Lots of things to get through today. And lots of things are left over from yesterday. So many people getting in touch with queries and points. Jeffrey dropped a note in and just says, uh, We didn't hear much about that fact that Douglas Council is getting more reports of fly tipping these days. Well, it was actually for 2022. There was a Freedom of Information request revealed that the council had 10 reports uh, during the months of July and to April in 2022. Uh, despite the council introducing a two-weekly bin collection service in September last year, only six reports were sent to the council and nine in October. Uh, there was no spike from TT or practice weeks in May and June uh, to combine a total of 12 reports. In comparison, they had 21 uh, t- uh, reports in 2021 about fly tipping. I just wonder what you think, uh, particularly regarding... Uh, this two-weekly service uh, regarding fly tipping. Are you seeing much of it? Particularly, of course, it happens more out in the in the country, uh, in the countryside. So I just wonder if you've spotted anything, or if anything uh, you'd like to bring to our attention. Well, of course, uh, the big news is that the boat is going to be late. Uh, the Manxman is definitely going to be late, and the news from the uh, south of the Isle of Man is that Manx Care is working to secure GP services for patients in Balasala because medical centre there is going to hand back its contract at the end of July. Don't know whether you recall, this was the situation that happened at the Snaefell surgery in Williston, in Annika, uh, sorry, in Annika, not Williston, uh, recently. Um, Manx Care said it's working to consider all the options available so that patients can continue to be served by the practice. Remember... This was the uh, medical center that uh, ousted everybody from Foxdale, so they're reducing their numbers. I might just point out they're building about 300 houses in Balasala. Uh, This is obviously all about money, isn't it, and about how much money can be earned by it. And remember that uh, the GP practices, uh, the Balasala Medical Center, like the rest, uh, they are all businesses. They all have to pay their way and uh, they, if you like, um, sell their services to Manx Care. So if if uh, this is something that's going to affect you, if you're uh, a patient registered with the uh, medical centre there, I just wonder what your thoughts are regarding it. You're kind of in the middle of this, aren't you? Tim Glover is one of the MHKs for Arby Castle Town and Maloo. And uh, he just reflects everybody's opinion. A lot of people are worried about this. Well, I've spoken at length uh, with uh, Laurie Hooper, and there are various solutions. And that's why uh, the the contract has been handed back. There is a six-month period now where 
uh, Manx Care will look at all those options uh, with the obvious uh, best outcome being that the Balasella Medical Centre in some format can continue into the future. And I think just reassurance to uh, patients as well, uh, because uh, no doubt my uh, inbox will fill up with messages and emails from patients affected by this. This is a six-month window where uh, services will continue um, so there is no need at all to uh, seek uh, to go elsewhere. The only change now is that uh, Balasella Medical Centre will not now accept any new patients. You say no need to go elsewhere, but I'm sure, like you say, many patients will be considering just that and, and not wanting to risk waiting six months to see if their GP is, is still in existence. And I understand that, but uh, uh, the, the message really is let's, let the due process uh, run its course and uh, let's hope we do get a positive outcome and we'll certainly be uh, holding the health minister and uh, the CEO Theresa Cope of Manx Care's uh, feet to the fire on this because it is needed because Castletown is a similar sized uh, practice to uh, Balasella and is pretty much full and uh, the sudden group practice has just taken on um, a lot of patients uh, that were released from Balasella because they were outside the catchment area. That's around uh, 700 or so, if I, uh, I've got my figures correct on that. And we know they're under pressure as well. Uh, an example of that was uh, they uh, objected to a care home that's being built uh, in Port Aram because they said their practice is already under severe pressures. So there is no need to move from the Balasella Medical Centre. We now need to really focus in uh, and uh, try and get a solution that is going to be workable and maintain that medical centre in Balasella. I'd be interested to know what your thoughts are on this. Uh, Obviously, a solution simply has to be found. And there's five months We have the rest of this month, March, April, May and June. It's the end of June that uh, the Ballasana Medical Centre will hand back its contract. They've given notice now. They're going to hand back their contract to the end of June. So we have five months. Obviously, DHSC, Manx Care and the Ballasana Medical Centre have got to get it together. Everybody knows they have. And at the bottom of all this, if this happened, remember, previously at at Snaefell Surgery... What's to say it's not happening elsewhere? And as uh, Tim Glover, MHK, pointed out, the Castletown practice is full. The Southern Medical Centre is jam-packed. So remember, GPs are, if you like, the front line. Uh, the only people really in front of the front line are the pharmacists who will give you um, over-the-counter advice on certain matters. And this may be, remember, if you can't get to a GP, why everything's spilling over to meds or to the emergency department at Nobles Hospital. Well, obviously, something that's on the plate of Theresa Cope and uh, and Laurie Hooper, the minister, the... Uh, We've contacted Manx Care for comment, uh, and when we get their word, we'll let you know. Manx Care uh, say they are, uh, obviously, they will be working to sort this out. Um, those registered at the surgery being urged uh, not to seek to register with another GP. So, basically, take it easy. <laughs> Stand by your beds for the next five months. If you're concerned about the news, you can contact the Manx Care and Advice uh, and liaison service team 
uh, the CALMS team, via email, which is mcals at gov.im, or you can give them a call on 642-642. Okay, that's 642-642. But something's obviously amiss, something's going wrong. Uh, columns of figures aren't obviously adding up where the Balasala Medical Centre is concerned, and... Um, that's it. They've put the government on notice. Well, they put the patients on notice. And maybe you are one of those patients. Uh, I mentioned flippantly before the news that um, uh, after the bank holiday on the 8th of May, that week is taken up by Eurovision in Liverpool. And they're going to be, I don't know whether you saw, was it Northwest tonight, last night? Uh, an apartment in Liverpool for the weekend is about £14,000. Uh, for that, and it'll just—I think it was a while ago. Somebody mentioned that has anything happened on the Isle of Man regarding this? Um, have we opened our hotels or deals or deals with the steam packet to maybe take advantage of some of those people who are heading from all over the world, certainly all over Europe, to Liverpool for that week, the ninth of the thirteenth of May, for the Eurovision Song Contest? It's never going to be closer to the Isle of Man than it's going to be in May. So maybe there's something that we can do about it. The Manxman is going to be late. <laughs> well, there's something the matter. The gears have gone wrong or something like that, but uh, it, there's a big problem, and the Manxman is going to be late. Better now than then, you would say. But uh, something something's happened somewhere, hasn't it? Is it the wrong thing they've put in, the wrong specifications, the, the Koreans got it wrong? You just wonder what the situation is and where it's going to leave us uh, for our, our, our brand new boat, <laughs> whether or not you jump on it. It's very nice. It's a nice, uh, nice looking boat. But if the darn thing broke down before it even got here, you just wonder what um, what's going to be going through everybody's minds. Uh, John's with us, first of all. Hi, John. Hello, Andy. Um, I'm just a bit surprised that someone has a double breast operation at 87 years old and then uh, sent home or sent back to the nursing home after two days. And, um, and they asked whether she's wanted to stop in the nursing home or whether she went back to the care home. And of course, she wanted to go back to the care home and end up getting an infection and have to go back into hospital. And she's been there for quite a few days now. And when did, the, when did, this, when did this happen, John? Uh, just a few days ago it happened. Uh, I'm not blaming anybody, but I think the procedure is totally wrong. The double, a major operation on an 87-year-old and then sending them back to the care home after two days is absolutely scandalous in my opinion. Sorry, did you say 87 or 97? 87 years a old. 87 years old. And how is um, what's the situation with the lady now? Well, she's on all sorts of medication now, and um, I'm afraid to say it's, um, she's got um, swelling in the arms. She's got, she's got all sorts of tubes. It's just wrong. The doctor would ask an 87-year-old, what do you want to do? Do you want to stay in the hospital or do you want to go home after two days? back to the nursing home. It's just totally wrong. Well, you would think she wouldn't be thinking terribly clearly at that point. Exactly, Andy. Exactly. That's it. And then she, they could have asked the daughter and the daughter would have given a different opinion more probably, but I won't mention the names at all. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for bringing that to our attention, John. We appreciate yeah, you. There must, be, there must be some 
way of doing it better than that. Yeah, well, yeah. just he keep us... He could have died for the infection. Well, exactly. Well, let's just pray that things, uh, you know, have, it's a good outcome. But thanks for getting in touch. And do keep us informed of that, John, just to see uh, what the situation is. We appreciate it. Uh, another John now. Hi, John. Hi, Andy. Um, you remember that last year a Tesco bank withdrew all their Tesco credit cards yes. from the island? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been with Tesco Bank uh, for car insurance probably for the last 10 years. Never had a problem, never had a claim. And I received a letter advising you that as part of our review process and underwriting changes we have made, we're unfortunately unable to renew your Tesco car insurance. Now, I rang up to find out just what the reason was for this. They were very evasive and the words to the effect that they weren't able to uh, disclose this information, which I found rather strange because they, you know, they, they, they can't renew the insurance, but they can't tell you why. And, and, and as you say, it's not going to make that much sense because I would imagine the Isle of Man is one of the safest places for, yeah. for oh, yeah, underwriters. Yeah. Well, you know? yeah, yeah. And you don't pay uh, insurance premium tax. Yeah. So uh, I just wondered if anybody else, because now obviously I've got this letter because my insurance was due again uh, during February, which yeah. I've been able to find uh, another company who were extremely helpful and extremely com competitive. And, uh, yeah, I was going to say, are you paying less or more than you were with Tesco? Uh, slightly more, but on the other hand, you expect it to go up each year anyway. You know, it's uh, obviously not going to go down. Uh, but isn't it weird that they can't even they haven't even got a any sort of answer as to why they're not doing it just no, just just no. because well the woman i spoke to said it's uh, it's not us it's the underwriters and i said well can you tell me who the underwriters are and i may be able to find out from them they're not allowed to give that information out so, you know it's all a bit of a mystery but there's there's something going on you you bet. I think, and that's that's weird because certainly the Alaban isn't a hotbed of car crime, so not many no. cars get stolen. No, um, no, it's not known for motorway pileups. So no. you just wonder what what the problem is with an IM postcard. Yeah, there's some there's something strange going on, and the fact that they pulled the credit cards and now doing the same with insurance. But of course, they won't pull every everybody's insurance comes up at a different date. So, you know, the, uh, it won't be a case of it pulled on one specific date like oh, yeah. the credit cards were. Oh, well, happy new insurance, John. Thank, thank you. <laughs> All right, good to hear from you. Uh, you just wonder what this is. Well, particularly, do you remember Brenda called yesterday and said her home insurance had just lapsed. Was it with AXA? It had just lapsed and they didn't bother telling. You just wonder whether, uh, and, and you can understand Tesco saying, you know, we're not going to tell you who the, the underwriters are. But some underwriter sitting somewhere, wherever that may be, with their uh, laptop and uh, logarithm book, working out what the problem is for the Isle of Man. 
mean, obviously, the problem with credit cards, didn't they say, was it was difficulty enforcing debt on the Isle of Man. So if somebody gets into credit card debt, they've got difficulty being out of jurisdiction. But insurance, home insurance, car insurance, uh, I know they're risk averse, but really an IM postcode for a, for a car, for a vehicle, is not that much of a liability. It's not that much of a risk. I mean, how many cars get stolen, on apart from the occasional TWOC, how many cars get stolen on the Isle of Man? How many how many uh, whiplash fraud claims are there on the Isle of Man? It's not a big city in England. So if if you are in the underwriting business, if you've got any clues as to, as to why an IM postcode is suddenly becoming a liability, it'd be great to hear from you. Uh, Steve's on now. Hi, Steve. Morning, Andy. Belated Happy New Year to you. Uh, thank team. you, thank you. It's February, crikey! Can you believe it? Can't believe it already, Andy. This the time is just flying away, isn't it? Just flying away. Just to let people know that the um, winter warm um, spaces at the Manx Legion are on throughout February. That's the second, ninth, sixteenth, and twenty-third, and also the second and ninth of March at the Manx Legion. Uh, hot lunch will be provided. Um, plenty of company down there for people to talk, make new friends. If they're going to come along, if they could just ring 675-217 just to confirm that they are coming so we can cater for the right number. Okay, and it's completely free, Steve, right? Completely free of charge, yes. No charge at all. Come along, stay nice and warm, talk to people. Um, and in, uh, on the 23rd of February, we've got representatives from the Alaman Fire Safety Team who will be there, and they'll be be able to do house visits with regard to smoke smoke alarms and things like that. So, so it's on tomorrow, to is that right? Uh, it starts again tomorrow, yes. Yeah, what's, on the, what's on the menu, do you know? No, I don't know yet, I'm afraid. It'll be a nice lunch anyway. The girls do a fantastic job down there, I've got to say that. They are really, really good. You know, it's uh, tremendous. Good. Okay, all right, Steve, we appreciate that. Telephone number again is? It's 675-217. All right, thanks for that, Steve. Many thanks, Andy. Take Cheers, care. Right, 24 you. minutes past 12 on Mags Radio. Text 166177. Email studio at magsradio.com. Call 661368. And uh, lots of uh, replies in today regarding... Um, uh, Jane says, we're obviously blacklisted with insurance companies. Um, we, after Brenda's call about AXA home insurance yesterday, I went to the AXA website and tried to get a quote. It took all my details and then told me we cannot quote for this address. What's going on? Why is, why is an IM postcode such a turnoff? Uh, when the government gave planning permission for 300-plus uh, uh, houses in Balasala, uh, surely they must know about the doctor's surgery. It was never going to be big enough to cope. Plus, the school there will be next to fall foul of the total incompetence. Plus, I'd, I've been in the village practice for 63 years. I'm trying to get a new one now. Joke 005. You would have thought with all those houses being built, mind you, look what happened with the post office there. Um, uh, G, this is G313, said, Since Brexit, lots of companies, presumably insurance, treat the Isle of Man as an international address and not the UK. <laughs> uh, here's uh, Josie who says, Is this why I can't get any batteries delivered with Amazon? That may be something different. I don't know whether... Is Amazon delivering batteries? 
uh, to the island. It's quite simple, says Mark. If Tesco's stopping these services, car insurance, travel insurance and credit cards, we should all boycott Tesco in Douglas. Well, best of luck with that. The situation, Ian uh, on 817 says, Andy, look, the situation regarding medical care and the latest news regarding the Balasala Medical Center highlights what appears to be a genuine crisis in medical care in the Isle of Man. People can't get appropriate medical care and the system appears to be falling apart. Manx Care, fill in whichever you feel is appropriate. Uh, they, I think Manx Care need to get a grasp on the overall medical problems facing the island. And I feel we should now be urgently pressing our MHKs to get a grip on the crisis and provide the Manx public with the service that we require. Tony is on. Hi, Tony. I'm trying to find Tony. We'll find Tony in a moment. Uh, I think Tony's here. Oh, hi, Tony. Hello. How are you doing? I'm fine, thanks. I, I'm glad to hear you're back, and I, um, I hope whatever it was is uh, gone. I think everybody's had this everlasting cough and cold since, the, since Christmas. It's going around all the time. Yeah. I, well, it's, it's unfortunate. It lasts forever as well, doesn't it? One of my... Oh, okay. I, I just want to do a general thing. That, and everybody keeps saying the same thing. The health service is not working. This is not working. That's not working. And the questions that the government are not answering are, when are they going to stop focusing on targets which they are not going to be able to achieve, global warming targets, waste of time. They can do things, but stop putting targets out there. No gas boilers? Well, how are we going to heat homes? Electricity, fantastic, we'll put an interconnector in. What happens when the UK fails to be able to provide us that electricity? It's just, it's just asinine that there is no long-term thinking. There is no structure in what they're doing all they're doing is throwing a target out and then chasing after it education doesn't work and one of the reasons is we keep building houses nurses homes an example for young people but nothing for people who want to come here and live who are young but don't have the assets to buy a house or rent a house, because there's hardly any rentals available since they changed the laws so that all the rental houses now cost an arm and a leg for the owner to fix up. But, OK, the government doesn't have that problem because they exempted themselves. So I, I just think the whole... All of the departments are just failing, failing miserably, because instead of focusing on the basics, they're focusing on... Oh, a 15-minute city. Nice idea, great idea, but not really sensible in Douglas, if you think about it, because all those houses, who's going to live in them? Are we going to bring thousands of people over here and then tell them they can't, go to, they can't send their kids to school? Oh, and by the way, you can't get head medical. You can't sign on to a dentist or anything else because we don't have any. The basics is where they need to be looking, and they're not doing any of that, none of them. So 
So, I mean, is is this when politics meets the PR industry? It's it, because targets and and and, and um, you know making statements about grand plans is is textbook. It's a playbook of the P, public relations industry in that you 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 say you're going to do something big and it'll be in nine months' time and it never happens, obviously, and then hopefully people have forgotten about it. But at the time, you've said something. I think basically the government has basically driven itself into a corner where they've got to throw out big plans to try and divert attention away from the basics. I think they're, they're PR sensible, but they're, not, they're, they're oversensitive to PR. It's more important than actually doing anything. I mean, there's, there's dozens and dozens and dozens of examples of wasted money, not focused, all about something that the government has said five years ago about, oh, I don't know, active travel. There's another one. And the government departments are following this slavishly. Active travel, 15-minute city, no car parking, no cars. All of this is psychotic. It's, it's stupid. Where do they think that people are going to come to the Isle of Man, live in a flat in Douglas and commute somehow on a bus service that doesn't work at certain times of the year, and we'll have the TT, and then it won't work at all, probably. And they're going to be able to get no health care, no teaching, no schools. We need to, to have a complete rethink. The, the thing should be, if somebody comes to live on the Isle of Man and they have a job as a teacher, we will provide them with accommodation. Yeah. And then you have something that will attract them over the UK. Same for nurses. Why did we have a nurse's home, I wonder, which we're now going to turn into rentable flats? I mean, it will be bonkers. DOI is completely out to lunch on its ideas. You see, Tony, I mean, we live in a capitalist society and capitalism has served the Western world very well. Uh, when people can advance, you know, the whole point of being able to provide goods and services that people want to buy and the law of contract is the basis of capitalism. But if our capitalist system doesn't work for certain people, I mean, you can't blame them for calling it into question. No, I agree 100%. I, I just don't think the government sees that. What they see is, what can we throw out that will get us all out of trouble this week. Uh, oh, we'll build a grand new project. Unlike somebody was on the other day, is it going to be environmentally friendly? No, it's going to be out of bricks and mortar. I mean, everything they do, nothing is groundbreaking. Nothing is sensible or heading towards a common target. Mm. So instead of setting out, we're not going to use gas boilers anymore, we should be saying, right, we're going to make everything that we build more environmentally friendly. It doesn't matter whether we've got a car parking space or not. All the car parking space is gone because they want a higher density population. So we're being forced into something that nobody has asked for and doesn't suit 90% of the people. But the, the, world, the world isn't short of bright, clever, inventive people, Tony. So you just wonder why some of these bright, clever and inventive people haven't pushed their way to the start of the queue and presented ideas to the government. That's because the government is not listening. If you think about it, you've had people on this show advocating 
free energy from drilling a well. Now, I, I don't know whether that works or not, but they're not willing to even discuss it. So anything that comes up that isn't part of their own personal ideas and doesn't fit with their ideas of how things should be is rejected out of hand. No thought, no discussion, rejected out of hand. So they're never going to be able to change simply because they're not interested in listening. They know better. The age-old acronym, I know better than you because I'm in government. You've voted me in, so you've got to do what I tell you. Well, that's just just a big version of role-play, isn't it? I mean, if, if it gets to that situation where good ideas are pushed back simply because the person at the top of the queue doesn't want to hear them, well, we're all in trouble. Well, I think that's where we are. If you talk about anything and say, okay, we've got a boat coming, but nobody's told us what's wrong. We keep getting told there's a date. It's a target. We're another target that we're not sure about. Nobody knows what's wrong, and nobody will say. I mean, you, you, you're not telling me that Liverpool Dock, whoever was in charge, didn't think about whether when they were doing all this. That's part and parcel of your planning. So it just goes to show that we haven't got anybody in, in government, in the departments, who uses anything in between their ears. They just slavishly follow one or two little iconic things that the government has thrown out, and we'll do it this way. It's just madness. Okay. It comes oh. all the way down from everything we've done the last three or four years. All right, Tony, we appreciate it. Thanks for calling today. Well, just a thought. Anyway, thank, I hope you keep well, Andy. Oh, bless you. Thanks for calling. Keep taking a medicine. Good <laughs> right. for you. Take Thanks care. for being with us. Uh, it's Rosemary now. Hello, Rosemary. Hi. I just wanted to say that um, RIAS, insurance company who I'd been with for 20 years, last March notified me that they could no longer uh, insure me. Who's RIAS? It's a company that I've been with for as I say, 20 years. Okay, I always like an acronym. What does it stand for? Or is it? Is that the name? That's the name. Oh, is it? Rias. And you've been with them for 20 years and they booted you out and they said what? Um, they just said, when I contacted them, they just said, we no longer um, can insure you in your area. So I think it's time the government or somebody investigated why all these companies are now not willing to insure people on the Isle of Man. And you, have you made any claims in the past 20 years? No, not one. So they've made money out of you for 20 years? Yes. And then decide, well, something, something's happening somewhere, isn't it? Yes. And there was one other thing I wanted to say. Um, many moons ago, I worked for a contract caterer, and we employed quite a lot of agency staff because in hospitality, you're always short of staff. Um, and the company decided to set up their own agency, which we did very successfully. We paid the workers the same as they would get from an agency. And, OK, you've got the running costs, but there was no... It was non-profit making. Right. And I just wonder why um, Manx Care don't look into doing something like that, because and it seems an awful lot of money to spend on agency staff. And how much of a hassle was it to do it yourself? Well, it took organisation, right? but um, I'm sure we have people 
who have got the nous to do it on the island. And where did the idea of doing it yourself come from? Simply because it was costing the firm so much money. Oh, I see. Because what you pay the staff, you usually pay the agency double. Mm, okay. All right. Well, thanks for that, Rosemary. We appreciate it. Thanks. For, hey, did you get some insurance, by the way? Who are you with now? Um, I insured on the island. Oh, good. Keep it, Manx. Okay. Okay. Thanks for calling today. That's uh, and that also leads me onto a, a, a note I got in from Chris who says, regarding the masses spend on agency workers in nobles, uh, I used to run a company in England, uh, and uh, the sales manager for my company had four children, and his wife was an A&E sister at a hospital locally. Now, one day, he told me the hospital new administrator told the nurses that they had to work rotational shifts. Now, his wife explained that she worked nights, because, as her husband could then look after the children from 6pm to 6am. So he worked in the daytime as a sales manager. She worked at night as an A&E sister. Uh, the new admin was insistent, so uh, this man's wife had to leave and joined an agency, getting paid more. The first job that she had was her old night shift at the old job. So I wonder what cost the hospital, what the cost was to the hospital, and wonder whether Nobles has the same um, sort of arrangement. It sounds silly, it's an anecdotal example, but you can kind of feel the sense of it, can't you? And the fact that we're shelling out £30 million on agency and bank staff, and I wonder how much of that actually went to the workers themselves and how much went to the agency. And... More importantly, who's the agency? Right. I say, when you're looking for the perfect bathroom, get your silly walkover to Pacesetter, where you'll get friendly help and advice on bathrooms that will work for you. From practical, accessible bathrooms for ageing users to the ultimate in luxury designs with walk-in showers and wet rooms, with no inquisitions, dead birds or hard sell. You'll always be on the bright side of life when you see the stunning range on display at Pacesetter Tile and Bathroom Studio. Harris Terrace Douglas. Or search online for Pacesetter Douglas. At Isleman Energy, we have products and services to help customers manage and reduce their energy usage. From smart home thermostats that allow you to control your heating and hot water from your phone or smart speaker, through to the latest ultra-efficient boilers that use less energy and are available with extended payment terms over five years and warranty included. Find out more at isleofmanenergy.im or call 644 Isle of Man Energy. Energy for every generation. T's and C's apply. It's B&B Furniture's winter sale. With fantastic bed and bedroom savings in our newly extended bed department, plus free bedding packs and extra gifts available with selected purchases, there's 0% finance too. Ends this weekend. Kick back, relax and chill with Chris Pearson on the Manx Radio Chill Out Show. Will somebody wear me to the As those long winter evenings begin to shrink and we get the lighter nights coming in our direction, we're preparing for a new chill season with the Sunday Chill Out Show right here on Manx Radio each and every Sunday evening from 7 o'clock. Tune in and check out the tunes and I'll catch you this Sunday from 7. Manx Radio. The Man in Line, brought to you by NetZeroMatrix.com. 
the world's leading carbon register and validation ecosystem. Fast to my good afternoon. It's 19 minutes before one. Bonzo's with us now. Hi, Bonzo. Uh, yes. Uh, replying to Tony, I mean, um, there's a lot of things that Tony and I don't agree about. But I think the central core of, of what he was saying is pretty right in that we have a government at the moment which really, apart from uh, payments to the cost of living crisis and keeping the bus fares at £2 because of that, okay, um, apart from that, nothing has happened. Absolutely nothing. Um, at least for the past six months. Um, somebody was asking, I think, on, on Man in Line uh, a, a few programmes ago, you know, what's the Legislative Council for? What does it do? And, well, yeah, as the name suggests, it reviews legislation <laughs> and scrutinises it as it goes through the as it goes through the branches. The thing is that virtually no legislation has been going through the branches, so they've been sitting there twiddling their thumbs. <laughs> and uh, one, you know, we're here. When are you going to do something? Um, and I'm hearing anecdotal reports from various contacts that this is proving to be very frustrating um, within elements of, of the government to just. <laughs> what's it? What's it for? Maybe, maybe, just maybe, it's waiting for the budget, and the budget will then um, announce a whole load of measures, which will then come in and hard and fast. Um, we can but hope, but it just seems to be the uh, the unwillingness really to make any decision. As um, if you ever seen Band of Brothers, which I'm, I'm sure you have, and many of the people. Uh, listening have. Um, there's the episode where uh, Easy Company are, are put under the command of a, of a not terribly competent officer and the sergeant uh, is remarking about uh, uh, the capabilities of this officer and saying um, he wasn't a bad officer because he made bad decisions. He was a bad officer because he made no decisions. And that seems to be um, the, the way that government is. Uh, at the moment, yes, you could put out some targets, but targets, as people in government know, you know are marvellous things that governments like because targets can be moved and missed. Objectives, of course, can't. But if you set lots of targets, that's fine. And there are a million reasons why you can't meet target. So you just have this infinite... Um, now, avenue for excuses for not doing anything. So, I mean, um, do, do you sense a lack of momentum or, or the fact that there isn't a, uh, any sort of target or any aim, any objective is fairly nebulous at the moment with the government? Well, yes, the objectives are nebulous. And as for momentum, where? It's inertia. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> and as you say... All may become apparent when the budget comes out, because at the bottom of everything is money, um, and uh, you know we have a we have a privileged life on the Isle of Man. You know, there's precious little unemployment on the Isle of Man. There is opportunity for everybody, but you just wonder what the you know what the big idea is. I think maybe we're lacking a big idea. Well, I think some people are, are having a very privileged life on the Isle of Man, but I think many people on the Isle of Man would say that they're not. Ah, well, that, and, co that comes back to my <laughs> point about capitalism not working for everybody. Well, absolutely, and one would hope that um, you know, these are ideas which are being um, hammered out 
for the budget because we simply cannot go on as we are with this welfare state where uh, much of the uh, of the population are essentially subsidizing the uh, you know the wealth of of a minority interesting because um as you say something at some at some point has to emerge from the clouds come out of the fog to see where we are but i i, mean, I take your point about legco and it's a bit like the police, if you follow my analogy. Uh, police, police by consent. You know, the police do their job by the consent of the public, and politicians do the same thing, Bonzo. Mm, well, uh, there is supposed to be an island plan. There is supposed to be a legislative programme. There is supposed to be legislation coming through the branches, which will then... And they obviously then be scrutinised by Legco doing their job as Legco, but it isn't happening. Okay, all right, Bonzo. Thanks for calling today. We appreciate okay. it. Okay, uh, thank you. And uh, Howard's on now on Man in Line. Hi, Howard. Hello, Andy. Um, <clears throat> what uh, Bonzo's quite right in what he's saying. It's inertia, and it's uh, it's stopped or rapidly slowed down when the ministerial a part of government took over from what was the original boards because when the boards and the board chairman and the various other aspects of government at the time they ensured because they were in a, a higher capacity of the items that have been put forward were carried out nowadays with the ministerial well they're, they're almost teflon coated because nothing gets through to them but when the board system was in being, there were very few, or shall we say a lot less, civil service than what there are now. Uh, and this is a case now of the tail wagging the dog. The civil service, anything that goes down to them, it goes in and slides like a brick through mud. It can be stopped, it can be very slow, or uh, if it's suitable, it will go through fairly quickly along with its, uh, its general mistakes, etc., along the line. But Howard Quayle said he was going to cut down the civil service side of it and offered redundancies. Quite a number of people took them. How many of those have gone back since, I don't know. But the increase in numbers within the civil service has crept up again. But the um, ministers, they can make legislation, they can make rules, etc., but it does need somebody to carry them out. And if the people are not in a civil service of a mind to carry these out, then nothing will move. And that's the probably part of the inertia that Bonzo's talking about, which is uh, I could see it happening for years and years, slowing down, slowing down until it comes to a halt. And that's what's happening now. There's no great thoughts coming out from government. No great, well, there are great plans, but most of them are farcical. Uh, and when the likes of um, Sugden and uh, all the other ones were in it, they were people that knew what they were talking about. And they knew they had a good business head on them. Mm. And because of that, at the time, is why we were able to prosper and move on. 
But I can't see the island moving on and prospering for what we've got now. But we used to, I mean, the Isle of Man used to be a very fleet of foot. I mean, I think it was driven by what in the early 80s when, you know, it really hit the fan when we were up the creek without a paddle. Correct. Um, uh, and obviously we were in trouble. We, and that first, as you say, uh, I think when uh, Exco went, it was Edgar Mann. Dr. Mann was the last. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then obviously Sir Miles took over, plain Miles Walker as he was then took over and of course he was chief minister for 10 years but yeah. uh, I mean they really had their back against the wall and we had to we so do you think it's the fact that we've known uh, really from from 1981 onwards we've known pros- growing prosperity and people were getting a bit kind of short of ideas well the ideas are still there there's plenty out there it's just that they're not into put into the use into being the politicians as they are will suggest these things and then they hit a brick wall. And no matter what they say, once it goes into uh, the civil service dwellings down there in Government House, that's when it comes to a halt, or it's altered to a degree yeah. where it becomes useless. Interesting. I mean, the fact uh, that just, we the fact that we used to have a chairman over the executive council. I mean, that says it all. They were executives. It was an executive council there to do things. Well, as I say, the people that were running the boards when it was, uh, before it became a ministerial system, um, <clears throat> they were people that were there and had good financial ideas. And that was what put the island back on its feet because it was virtually bankrupt. And they put the island back on its feet. And the people that's in there now, both in the civil service and in the government, are resting on the laurels of these people. Okay. Just one, one thing there, Andy, that lady that was on about uh, her insurance, Yeah. Um, I had uh, RIAS many, many years ago, and I've just, I looked it up out of curiosity. RIAS is a trading name of Aegeus Retail, which is a, a massive um, insurance company. Right. They cover a multitude of different names. I've got two vehicles. Each one is insured with a different company. But each of those companies are owned by Aegeus. Oh, crikey. They're at the yeah, back of the exactly. So okay. that's who it is. Rias is just uh, part of uh, a group that's under the umbrella of Aegeus. Okay, thanks for that. Joe. Appreciate it. Bye now. Good to talk to you. Thanks for being with us, Howard. Actually, the man with the plan here, the man who knows it all. Malcolm, do you know what, what this is all about? Uh, I certainly do. I I used to be in the insurance industry as an insurance underwriter and insurance broker. Right. And um, it, you can blame the Channel Islands. Um, and I love the Channel Islands, but they have insurance regulators who require um, any insurance company um, to register with them, log their report and accounts, pay all of the... Um, regulatory fees in order to underwrite business in the Channel Islands, Guernsey and Jersey. And because um, we, the the Isle of Man and the Channel Islands are not part of the UK, when you look at insurance policies, you'll see the UK and, and then you'll see the words um, Jersey, Guernsey and Isle of Man. Oh, I see. And... So when I contacted each of these insurance companies in turn, they all gave me the same explanation, 
We do not wish to submit all of our details with the regulators in the Channel Islands. So why can't we just go our own way then? Because it's nothing to do with us and our decision. Because if you go to the uh, authorities here, the insurance um, authorities in the Isle of Man, they will tell you, we do not have such regulations as long as the insurance company is regulated in the UK, we can do business with them, anybody on the island can do business with them. But it's a business decision of those insurance companies based in the UK who wrongly assume that because they have to register with the Channel Islands and because they look upon all offshore organize, or, uh, territories right. uh, in the same way, they said, well, we're not going to do business with the Channel Islands because they require that, and therefore we're not doing business with the Isle of Man, even though I pointed out to them that we do not have that regulation. As long as they're regulated in the UK, we could. Well, they're they cutting say, their nose off to spite their face, aren't they? Well, they? well, they are, but their argument would be um, there's only, what, 70,000, 80,000 people. How many policies are? It's not worth making an exception. Thank you and goodbye. Okay. So that's, that's what's happened. Now, RIAS, um, as your last caller had said, um, they are part of Aegis Retail Limited, who specialise in insurance for older people. Interestingly, Tesco um, took back into their ownership the 50.1% that Aegis owned of Tesco Underwriting Limited. So Tesco make their own decision. They use six companies those six companies don't want to do business for the reasons i've explained with the isle of man so that's why tesco have made the decision they don't have underwriters who want to do business with the isle of man okay all right malcolm we appreciate that thanks for putting us in the picture okay good to hear from you with ellen van in fuels home heating oil is made easy with our free smart monitoring system you'll never run out or have to think about ordering our online accounts and easy payment plans make it really simple to manage. Ellen Van Fuels can even help with new tanks, boilers and servicing. Combine all that with reliable, efficient deliveries and we've got it covered. Just call us on 844000. Ellen Van Fuels, making life easier. They got your whole house in their hands. When you need scaffolding, DPM, on time and on budget, DPM, will beat any quote. DPM, we do it all at DPM. DPM promise to beat any like-for-like scaffolding quote by 10%. So when you need scaffolding, call the friendly, experienced DPM scaffolding team on 6-1-2000. T's and C's apply. We do it all at DPM. Wish you could learn to swim. Here's Sean from Brainwaves. I work with all sorts of people. I've got a number who've come to me for a number of years and they use it as part of a weekly exercise. I've got a lady who's all been 90 this year who comes on a weekly basis. I've got other people who come for a short period of time. And so, yes, I work with everybody. And I, I love each one of them. Learn more about adult swimming lessons from Brainwaves and read testimonials from people who've already benefited at brainwavescoaching.com. The Man in Line, brought to you by netzeromatrix.com, the Isle of Man's main net zero progress website.
Michael Lovner though said about insurance. I heard John Lewis aren't renewing IM car insurance either. Says uh, WhatsApp 747. We completed an application for the Southern GP practice, says Teresa. We've been thrown out by Balasala. It's a huge concern when this morning the practice was full of waiting patients and the receptionist said they were so busy she wasn't sure when our applications would be processed. We're fortunate in being fit and healthy, but with an aging population and nothing to really attract young professionals to the Isle of Man, are we going to be left high and dry? You want to get in touch out of ours? Uh, answer phones on 682631. And uh, thanks to Chris Quirk on the phones today. Man in Line is back tomorrow. Open Line, live on Manx Radio. W-I-N-T